0: Welcome to the Chamber's Elevated Conversations podcast. And now,
1: your host, Dave Ekman. Welcome to another edition of Elevated Conversations. I'm your host, Dave Ekman. Uh, today, we're being joined with uh, by Brian Bailey, the CEO of the Woodson YNCA. And uh, Brian, thank you for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having me we got a lot to learn, a lot, to, a lot of ground to cover in, in the short time that we're together here today, Brian. Um, first off, Brian, I don't, you know, what we try to do is expose the, our guests um, to the community as to where you're from and, and whatnot. Could you just share briefly about your, yourself?
0: Sure, so I'm originally from, I'm a central Wisconsin uh, guy, I'm from Antigo, Wisconsin, grew up there uh, through high school, went to college uh, in Eau Claire, um, and So I'm a, I'm a Blue Gold, uh, started my career here actually at the Woodson YMCA as an intern back um, in 1994 and happened to get hired on as an intern um, and, and as a program director, spent uh, eight years at uh, the Woodson YMCA uh, developing programs, eventually became the associate executive director here. And then I moved away. I went to a, to really far south to Wisconsin Rapids. That's the, that's the farther south I can get away from central Wisconsin. And my wife and I uh, moved there and I became the CEO of the Southwood County YMCA. Uh, I spent 10 years there and I was fortunate enough to, uh, to be reached out to when uh, Tom Jackson retired here, who used to be my boss, and I uh, was able to be hired as the new CEO. So So I got to go from intern to CEO, which is pretty exciting. Um, so as I said, uh, I, I've been married for 25 years. i got three boys. Um, they're all freshly out of college in the last year or so. Yay. <laughs> and, uh, I, we're, I'm just very happy to be back uh, at the Woodson YMCA, which I've been back here now nine years. Um, so time flies when you're uh, having fun.
1: Well, that's good. You know, that's really an interesting story. Uh, I think it's important for people to leave an organization where they, where they learn a lot, go away, Practice and come back with just a better professional. So thanks for coming back to Wausau. Uh,
0: thanks for having
1: me, <laughs> So you know when uh, when I first got to know you, it was really coming back. I was like my first year back at the chamber. But um, one of the one of the most exciting things that I've seen here since being in the chamber was the YMCA project, which was started. You gro- you broke ground about two years ago. Could you share a little bit about? how that all came to be and, and then wait we'll to where we're at today.
0: Sure. So, so really, it actually started a project before that. So in, in 2000, I was hired back here in 2012. Well, in 2013, um, we did a, a much smaller capital projects, about a three, three and a half million dollar project. And this Y has always been well taken care of. Um, it's been in the community for many years. And although it's been here a long time, um, it, it's always been well kept. But we needed to do some things uh, to to make it more user-friendly, to, to literally get in the building. Um, and then we, what we did is we put on a new front wing, put new glass and a few areas like that. We put in drop-in childcare right when you come in the building. And um, and we just became, started to become a much more friendly way. but it also started to make us more modern looking. And th- that project was finished in 2014 and we had huge success with it. So we grew 22% and we held that, that growth Little did I know that I didn't think we'd be having a, a capital campaign so so quickly beyond that, but the growth pattern really drove us to that, and, and it started uh, with really something as simple as gymnastics. We were growing out of our program. We had we were serving 400 kids every session, waiting list, deep 100 kids on the team, and then we had also just completed a strategic plan also, and there were some things that we knew we had to do. Uh, we wanted to be able to serve seniors more intentionally in our community. Um, We always had the parking issue downtown that we had to to, to solve um, with that. Um, And there was various other components that we wanted to put in. So we started that process really late 2016, and I started working with the National Y a little bit on some concepts. And then uh, with my board chair of our foundation, Chad Kane, we started to talk. And we put together uh, and, and what we did actually is, is we called our, our friend, Chuck Cadorzi who finished our last project and did a wonderful job in 2014. And, and now we were a believer that he he knew our building better than anyone. And, and their, their company did such a nice job that we thought, boy, we could be prudent to work with them uh, during this process. They were a contractor uh, throughout it. And so Chuck got his hands a- involved with it. And we really started to talk deeper about all the different things that we could do. So, but when you start to do it, you have to test that. And we went, to, we started talking to some key donors and boy, it was amazing how from one donor to the next, we gained a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more insight. And before you know it, we took what we thought was gonna be a $10 million project, which is a big project in itself. And it just kept getting bigger as we talked to some of these needs. Uh, we talked with, said so we, we started partnering with the Dwight and Linda Davis Foundation, for example, and. They had a, a, ma- a very big interest in, in serving the seniors, and our and our partnership really made a lot of sense as they wanted to put some type of a senior activity center together. And so all of a sudden, that pro- portion of the project grew. Also early on, we looked around and said, how do you improve parking? And we were landlocked, so we got really creative. Um, and if you really looked at the lay of the land around here, there was some, some pretty blighted areas uh, around us. and. So we were able to kind of do two things at once. We were able to clean up some blight uh, mm-hmm. by making some purchases and and and, and tearing down some blighted property, and also find some some unique ways to to expand our parking. And this project um, added about 140 new parking spots, which was pretty significant for us on that. Um, and as I said, we went from one foundation to the next and did presentations. So Chad Kane and I did kind of a dog and pony show to each one, and they get great feedback. And before we knew it, it was over a $20 million project. And so we were fundraising and developing at the same time. We broke ground in uh, October of 2018. And by the time it was all said and done, um, after some of the components we added on to it and our partnership then with Aspirus, which is going to be located uh, across the street from us, um, it ended up being just shy of $25 million, um, uh, fully privately funded. Uh, it, it, it was just a spectacular process. I was proud to be a part of it, but I, I'd say this doesn't happen with someone without, without Chad kane He was the driving force behind this.
1: You know, it's an interesting story. Um, I'm just, I made some notes. So fair to say that the more you engage stakeholders and understood demands for, and needs for the future. That's really what drove the the level of the project. Not not that you were trying to build something that was maybe pie in the sky, but actually needs driven, and then you were able to raise the monies to meet those needs.
0: Yeah, that that's very accurate. In fact, um, you know, I, one of the big needs that I forgot to even mention was the need for childcare. You know, that was a big one, and and our building was never. We've done childcare for a number of years, but it was never designed to be a childcare center. So we were able to to do that. And we found a donor who really, the BA and Esther Greenheck Foundation were like, this is a very big interest to it. So part of this was to create a real nice state-of-the-art childcare center that we can now serve 160 children with a lot of infant and toddlers. Um, We had a a year waiting list prior to this. Um, And now a lot of that's filled back up already, but it was was hard to serve a full family uh, the way we were set up before. But, but you're exactly right uh, the, the donors drove this and the other part, as much as they they love the why and why shouldn't you right? the why. <laughs> but uh, yeah. they love the concept of what we we're doing to downtown, uh, the downtown community. And when we took a look at the size of this project and what it would cost, we did have to take one look and say, would it make any sense to build this building somewhere else on the outskirts? You could do one heck of a facility and our foundation board, wholeheartedly said, you know what? We belong downtown, we're invested in downtown and we wanna to continue to build downtown. And then you put our partner of the Spirus across the street in this campus feel, and they really got excited about uh, what
1: that vision looked like. And it is exciting to watch. So let's, take, let's just take this real quick. Health and wellness, of which you're all about. Mm-hmm. Senior citizens, you're addressing that with the landing. And then you've got childcare. All aspects, very important components of economic development with respect to the health and well-being well-being of a, of a community, right? That's your center, but a place for seniors to go and gather. Very important to have that in a community. Uh, otherwise seniors leave and go elsewhere. And then childcare. So those are all very important aspects of how that YMCA connects to the economic development perspective. Now, you just mentioned one thing. Now, we talk about the project down on the north end and then the south end, but we talk about the barbell and the YMCA and the Aspirus project are at that northern part of the barbell. Big investments. What were the total dollars when this is all said and done?
0: 25 million.
1: That's tremendous.
0: Yeah, tremendous. yeah. you, you, you mentioned uh, the great uh, components that we added. and and. So we serve from infants, six weeks old, to seniors, and quite honestly, everywhere and everywhere in between. We've, uh, we're serving the millennials. This project, we're so fortunate to have this type of a facility in our, in our community. Um, it should really help draw young families and individuals here. We've added things to make us as hip as possible and, and really cutting edge. Uh, so, you know, now obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. We can't wait to really let loose and let everything go on it, but I think uh, the community should be very proud of what we have.
1: Well, I, I'm a member, you know, and in full in full disclosure, I'm a member of the YMCA and very proud of the facility that you have uh, developed and, and will continue to develop. Um, you know, Brian, you mentioned foundations a lot and a lot has been said about our foundations here lately. Um, would, would you in your position or our community in, in your experience How would we be sitting without those foundations that you've described?
0: Well, without them, we we wouldn't be sitting here. (laughs) It was the driving force. Uh, This community is so lucky to have the philanthropic foundations that we have, the Dwight and Linda Davis Foundation, the, the Judd Alexander Foundation, the Dudley Foundation. All the major foundations in this community were a part of this project and really worked hand in hand in developing what this was. They realized that, that you know, and I've always said this, the why is the melting pot of our community, it's a community within itself on there. And, the, and they recognize that and then how it could transform or help transform downtown even further was, was pretty exciting to each of them. And But without those foundations, this project would be a fraction of, of what it's uh, became. Yeah,
1: yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, so as you're on the north end, now you're looking south and you see what what's taken shape um, down by the mall. Um, what's your perspective, at least when you look down Third Street? What do you, what's your hope and vision?
0: Well, it's it's truly exciting. Um, I mean, I remember back in the day when I was a young program director and intern, in the old East Bay building sat where uh, the 400 block was, and it was like, you could never envision what the 400 block would do to, to this community. And it, it it's really the hub down there. Um, I, I'm i extremely uh, excited about the mall project. Um, so saying earlier, my wife and I really love to walk the river. And, and obviously the Y is right down the block from that. And I through my view or through the track, when you're looking through there, you see the Dudley Towers and the eye clinic and all the wonderful things that are right before your eyes. Um, I think we will marvel with any, community in the country when this is said and done. You can't pick a a five to 10 block area and walk down and and, and pick something so dynamic for seniors, for millennials, for families. It's fantastic. And you can keep going past us. You can go all the way down to Athletic Park and say, what a a great thing that's happening down there. So it just keeps elongating. You can actually go out to Thomas Street and say, wow, what a stretch.
1: See, I'm glad you shared that because, you know, sometimes you get locked in this little mindset, but you've just taken it to a much bigger perspective. So thank you for doing that. So all of a sudden, you're, you know, I'm a Y member and I'm enjoying the new Y, at least to the extent that it was open and available because construction was still ongoing. And then, bam, March hits. Describe, describe if you would what what you and your team had to go through, and and now where you're at today.
0: Sure, um, yeah, I mean, we're not like any, we're all dealing with it in the world. So, so I, I don't want anyone to go, oh, the poor why, but it was when you're in the middle of a, this growth and this excitement, and all of a sudden the brakes just hit. That that's tough. Um, you know, I'm an optimist, so, the, so I always take what's the one thing that we can gain from this? And, and what I will say is when we had to shut down for a, a few months, um, the only thing that positive came out of the pandemic, it allowed us to finish the last phase of our project, which connected our two-block two facility together, which would have got pretty tricky keeping our members going in there, so that, that helped. But, um, you know, we take the health and wellness of, of our community very seriously. Um, you know, it hit us hard too. Um, but but I have to say, our, our Y membership base is resilience, and they they stuck with us. You know, we pivoted as an organization. We said, what can we do? And uh, essential child care was a huge part of it. Um, how do we keep uh, those families being able to to go to work? And we did it as well as anyone in the state, um, and we were able to to serve as many families as possible in a safe and effective way. We separated. And our building was set up in a way that we could have multiple child care centers within our center at both branches of our, and we we served a lot of families uh, from that standpoint. We, we knew there was a need for blood. So we turned our landing seniors activity center and we did six or seven blood drives and continued to do them, um, which was very helpful from that. We got on the phone and reached out to seniors to make sure doing health checks and making sure that they were staying positive and, and active on that um, and eventually obviously we're able to open our doors back up with some major modifications in place. And you know, if you walk in today, you get handed a sanitation bottle, everyone has their mask on, our facility is spaced out more than any place that you could, could think of on there. So I, I feel good about the way we've been able to, to handle it. I can't wait until we can go back to what we expected this facility to do, but we are fortunate we have large spaces and that we can offer this to our community. Um, all of our numbers are a reduced capacity. So as things have come about, um, you know, we've been fortunate that we we started that from day one, so uh, we didn't have to make many more modifications from there. Um, and you know, my office looks out the parking lot window, and I just I can't wait till the day I can go. That lot is full again, <laughs> and, and it will happen. I'm I'm optimistic, um, but in the meantime, I think people should know that the, the Y is a safe place, and the. People will be comfortable when they're ready to come back, but we saw stages, it started slowly and then it got a little bit more. We're probably about 70% capacity of what we were when uh, things shut down, but we were, we were humming pretty good. Uh, we had 13,000 members coming through our facility on there between our branches. Um, and, they, and anyone who's not here right now said, we will be back. We'll be back when, when mm-hmm. we feel comfortable. and that, That's appropriate. Everyone has to, to, to be comfortable to come back uh, during their time
1: absolutely um, you know like I said in full disclosure I'm a member uh, it is a it is a world-class facility you've got a world-class team too and um, you are very safe with with respect to your members coming in and utilizing the facility so hats off to you there um, quickly the uh, for for people who have never been in your facility are they welcome to come in and get a tour
0: yeah, so, so here's where one of our modifications right now is that it, it's it's member-based only right now. So so one of our restrictions is is we're only allowing our members because we have things restricted. But, you know, full disclosure too, if you become a member, you have all access to our facility on there. But we're, right now, normally we serve non-members and whatnot with programs, but right now it's focused. Ha- uh, so we're not doing day passes and we're not doing um, non-members. But... Uh, become a member, and, and eventually those things will, co- will come off. But in the meantime, yes, they can come down, and I encourage them, take a tour, make sure they would feel comfortable, uh, and, and then, then, then make the decision that, you know what, even during these trying times, the oh, Y could be a good place for me right now.
1: It's a good place to clear this. It very
0: much it is. this. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Brian, um, I don't have anything else today. I want to thank you for your time, sir. You have done a wonderful job. Um, you've got it, like I said, you've got a great team that's committed to your mission and to our health and community. And, and thank you for everything that you're doing here in Wausau. Thank you. I do appreciate it. All right. Take care. Take care.
0: This podcast episode is a production of the Greater Wausau Chamber of Commerce.